Hey guys. Hiya loves. Hiya love. I'm Gabs <laughs> and this is my girlfriend Soph. Hello. We are your hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast where we hear all things queer. We bring you the best of all the coming out stories. The good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had during our closeted years. So stay tuned for our weekly episodes. Welcome back. Welcome back to Queer Podcast <laughs> with your hosts, Gabs and Soph. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's um, what's your, your drag name? With your hosts, Scarlet Marmite and Nutritional Boost. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't make any sense to you, listen to the end of the, the last episode with me. Then you're not a real fan. True. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in this episode, we're speaking to Rosie and Lee, who are a couple from Hertfordshire. Near London. It's quite new for for the podcast. We're talking to a couple, so two people at the same time. (laughs) So in some parts, the audio quality might be a little bit jumpy, but um, we've done the best we can with the editing, (laughs) so hopefully it won't be too bad. Yeah, we spent some time, so please appreciate it. (laughs) No, but it's cool. We speak to Rosie first. She talks about his story and how coming out was like for her and then we switch over to Lee mm-hmm. and she gives us the lowdown on her story too. Yeah, both very interesting stories, very different. So we shall stop wittering on and we'll let them share their stories so you can hear it firsthand from mm-hmm. the gals. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Loves. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're Very sound. Good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you guys are on here to tell us about your coming out story. Who's going first? I'm going to go first. So I'm Rosie. Hey, everyone. So, okay, my coming out story <laughs> is slightly dramatic, <laughs> but we'll, we'll yes. go with it. Okay. Okay. We're all here for that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I realised that I was gay probably around 11 or 12-ish. Um, I went to a girls' school with a lot of Me people too. always say like, oh, um, you know, that must have been so great. But really it's not. It makes you hate yourself probably about 10 times more. Would you agree? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what you say a lot, don't you, Gabs? <laughs> yeah, I I can relate. I went to a girls' school as well and... Um, when you come out everyone's like oh my god I bet that was so great for you as a lesbian to be surrounded by girls I was like yeah no no it makes it 10 times harder like in a girl's school being a lesbian is the worst thing you can be because everybody hates lesbians I mean at least this is how it was right when I was in school it may be very hard I hope it is so I've really really struggled with that I just internalized it as we all do oh, yeah and I just didn't really talk about it just pushed it away it wasn't there like no I'm straight I'm straight I had like fake boyfriends as we, we all yeah. did <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah a common occurrence in our coming out stories so far <laughs> exactly gotta throw people off the scent you know mm. <laughs> I had like a fake boyfriend I say fake we were like together it wasn't a fake relationship but it was just fake to me yeah <laughs> yeah um, the poor lad. And they're playing it straight. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I feel so bad when I like think back on it and think to like, it's like really mean actually when you kind of think, God, I like play with their feelings, but whatever. I was, yeah. I was doing it out of trauma. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
of like tried to have a normal-ish teenage life, I guess. Went parties and kissed boys to try and pretend that I wasn't gay. And... Kissing the gay away. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I kind of like made a point of making sure people saw me do it as well. Yeah, and then it all kind of like, I guess, came to a head when we went on our, <laughs> we went on our like post-exam holiday to Cabos. <laughs> nice. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as anybody who has been on one of those holidays will probably know, it gets pretty messy there's a lot of exchanging of bodily fluids with strangers yeah (laughs) that is a way of putting it (laughs) yeah it basically got to like halfway through that week and those holidays at least they were like 10 years ago oh you're old Um, fucking old yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) fucking brilliant okay great (laughs) so yeah, we were like halfway through this holiday and it was sexual, those holidays. Like there's a lot of, yeah, you know, dicks and fannies everywhere and it's just, it's yeah. all very like straight. God, yeah, we know that. Oh my God, did anyone watch Sex and, what was it called? Sun, Sex and Suspicious Sun, Sex Parents. And That's what I think of when they I think of that. filming that holiday. when I was there. No, no way! <laughs> yeah. Catch Rosie on BBC Two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. On the Carol's episode. Yeah, that was the week where I was really like, okay, I need to stop pretending. I can't pretend anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was when I basically sort of came out to myself, which I think is, or at least was for me, like the biggest part. As soon as I came out to myself, it felt so much easier. Yeah. And I was very lucky that in my friendship group, one of my closest friends came out as bi so it made it a lot easier for me to then like that kind of like paved the way for me yeah so massive thank you to Sean who I'll I'll make her listen to this big Big up up Sean Sean. oh god (laughs) we're becoming the same human what the fuck (laughs) sorry carry on (laughs) at first she came out as bi she has since come out as a lesbian which is fabulous we love it get her on get her on (laughs) yeah yeah, we'll get Sean on next. Yeah, so she came out as bi, um, which made it like a lot easier for me. So she was the first person who I came out to, and I was too scared to tell her to her face. So I texted her and then threw my phone across the yeah. room and just tried to pretend that I didn't just say it to her. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she was super sweet and lovely. And this all happened after I had left school. I didn't feel like I wanted to come out while I was in a girls' school. Mm-hmm. yeah waited till I left and then kind of once you tell the first person or at least this is what I found once I told the first person it just became like a lot easier yeah I think the second person was okay there's a lot of alcohol involved in most of like my early coming out to people as I'm sure you can actually it gives you the courage doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. coming in after a night out and like fucking hell you, you go into uni the next day and everyone's like oh my god I just didn't know that you was a lesbian what what how do you know that how do you know that you told us last night oh fuck <laughs> yeah literally, literally so yeah I think the next few people who I came out to was kind of alcohol induced and then it kind of felt like right now is the time I need mm-hmm. to tell my mm-hmm. family. I was kind of just starting to see someone. Didn't really want to tell them before there was someone to tell yeah, them yeah, about. I understand that. Just as like a personal choice. So came out to my sister first. <laughs> she like came up to my room and we were like talking about, I don't know what we were talking about. Taylor Swift. I think it, it, may, it may have been Taylor Swift. <laughs> and um, she like sat on my bed. And I was like, this is the mm-hmm. time, this is mm-hmm. the moment. I was like, I need to tell you something, Lottie, but you're going to hate me. And she was like, oh, my God, you've slept with my boyfriend. Oh, my <gasps> God. As if that was her first thought. <gasps> God, what did she think of you? <laughs> I was like, 
That was her first thought. I was Fucking like, hell. Uh, that is not quite this. Well, at least it probably made you feel more relaxed about the real news. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. God. No. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. However bad I thought it was going to be, she's going to be relieved yeah. now that she knows it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. So I was like, uh, no, 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 this isn't that. And then I just, I think I just kind of went, I'm gay. And then burst into tears. Oh. And I just literally cried. And she was like, oh, is that it? Like, I don't care. And then, and then I think like a couple of minutes later, she was like, oh, so like you actually do love Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my God, she really meant that. <laughs> she really meant that, yeah. And then after that, it just became so, so much easier. I think the hardest person was definitely my mum. Yeah. She was always the person who I was the most worried to tell. And I think she struggled with it at first, but now she just doesn't really care. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. I think it took her a while to like come round to the fact that I mm-hmm. hadn't told her and it took her a while to come round to the fact that, you know, she wasn't gonna have an eldest daughter who has a husband. Yeah. You know, that whole like image that she had in her head was not gonna be kind of a real thing. But once once we got past that, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that for a lot of parents, as soon as they know that they're pregnant, I know I know this just because this is how my mum and dad saw it you know they have this like pre-concepted idea of how their child's going to be they've got this image in their head of what their life's going to be like and they're going to bring them up a certain way to be a certain person and that's what they see and when you tell them something different to what they imagine yeah then they're like oh my god it's like the death of of a certain personality Mm. and the birth of another you know yeah 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 Yeah, literally yeah the the coming out story with my mum was very dramatic as well yeah so we were on holiday and (laughs) my sister was like you've got to go out and do it just go out and do it just do it now and my mum like walked out onto the balcony that's nice that she was supporting you for that she was like egging yeah. you on like, oh, yeah. I got you done it on the balcony of this hotel and everything it's all very like romanticized <laughs> it's very it's very romantic so she walks out onto the balcony there's like stars in the sky and like <laughs> oh you can just hear like the film the music in the background can't you you can hear like the the crashing of waves in the background <laughs> And yeah, I just remember, just remember being like, Mum, and he don't say, I don't know how to tell you. She was like, whatever it is, we can fix it. I was like, no, you can't. No. Oh, ah. <laughs> oh, God. Wrong, wrong approach here, Mum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I just kind of said it and she was just like, oh. And then we literally did not say another word about it for about six months. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that, was it. that was kind of hard to have her not really acknowledge it. But yeah, yeah, yeah after we kind of got through that, kind of great now and I think once I had met Lee and everybody saw how serious I was about Lee <laughs> she's making growing up faces <laughs> it was it was kind of easy like that's when I came out to my wider family before Lee I didn't really see the point yeah and now it's kind of it's I, now I just don't really care yeah it's, it's so funny beautiful. like I was so dramatic about the first year of coming out to people and now I'll just literally be like hi I'm gay nice to meet you like yeah. I just yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. It's so easy now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's important to say as well. Like, you don't stop coming out. You never stop coming out. Yeah, you're right. You think when you've done it for the people that you look closest to, that's it. But actually, every new person that you meet is going to... Every single new person. We live in a world where heterosexuality is assumed. And I think slowly we're coming out of that as a society. But still you know you go to a new workplace yeah. you go to a, a new event or a party or a social event whatever people will assume straight so like actually i'm gay yeah. or yeah. whatever and yeah you're right yeah, it never true, ends does yeah. it it's I... nice that you're like confident with it now that you're just like yeah i'm owning it i'm gay oh yeah i'm gonna shout yeah. it from the rooftops like i'm proud of who i am 
yeah the only time where I'm not like that is I have like quite a corporate job so (laughs) I do struggle in the workplace like Mm. I'm actually in the process of leaving a job right now but in the office I I would be quite reluctant depending on maybe the hierarchy of someone which is like a really twisted way of thinking but you almost have to like second guess like oh if I come out to this person is that going to affect my career is that going to change you know how I might progress which is like a really shitty thing to have to think in 2021 Mm -hmm. but I think yeah that's just kind of the way it is and maybe that's like my own internal like wow this is like a fucking therapy session It might be my own kind of internalised, oh my god, everyone's going to hate me yeah. as soon as I yeah. turn gay kind of thing, which is definitely, slash hopefully, not the case. Mm. Yeah, I think I would maybe, at work would probably be the only place I would sort of second guess, should I come out? Other than that, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I don't care. I get that. If someone's yeah. got a problem with it, it's their problem, not mine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is the most powerful mindset to have, and I think it takes time mm. to get there. But once you have accepted that in yourself it takes a fucking age oh my god yeah like a long time for a lot of people but yeah. once you've decided that and it's all about you know you know how you said you came out to yourself and that was really probably the strongest yeah. moment I think I can relate to that and oh I'm sure most people will but like you said once you've accepted that in yourself that it's another person's problem not your own yeah. that will take you so far mm-hmm. in in life and yeah so mm-hmm. yeah your last day of work then are you gonna go in with like a big banner on and blue <laughs> saying i am gay <laughs> own it by the way Some poppers. Yeah. <laughs> oh i mean them poppers yeah. that you pull not like the ones you snip <laughs> i don't mean them if anyone else is thinking like, i mean take poppers away i don't mean that i mean like the party yeah. popper i'm just gonna get absolutely off my on poppers on the last day yeah (laughs) yeah i'm very lucky that my like immediate team they all know and literally Mm. don't care Mm. um because that's just come out of them being like oh so do you have a boyfriend and i'm like no i have a girlfriend because the question is do you always do you have a boyfriend or or they say do you have a partner and then you go yeah oh what's his name yeah yeah yeah. oh my god (laughs) just when you think of me (laughs) so yeah i mean actually i think on my first day of the new job that's where i'll bring in the banner i'll just get it over and yeah. done straight away bring the i'm gay banner out absolutely the second yes one. yeah <laughs> or subtly if you want to do it very subtle just bring in your work mug that's like gay and proud yeah that's a it. gay mug <laughs> a gay mug and just yeah. ask everyone there to make you a tea yeah <laughs> and that's how you can come out no 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 you'll get a rainbow mug right you'll get the rainbow mug and you're like oh you're doing the tea round great 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 here's my mug and then they'll walk off and be like oh she supports the nhs that's so lovely okay now well that's an issue isn't it that's an issue we won't get into but we all feel the same about we could do a whole other podcast episode on that if you like yeah oh my god i'd be so interested to hear about your time at school because yeah i think it's not very common for people to go to girls schools and like i'd love to just like know a bit more about that as well it was such fun (laughs) i'm sure sure we have very similar stories about how things work maybe i've like blocked most of it out because it's just like fucking traumatic but um oh god the, the even the idea of being a lesbian was just gross and everybody hated it there was one girl when we were in year eight and she had come out as a lesbian and she literally got like spat on she had her hair like pulled in the corridor and as like a closeted person 
to me that was literally like I can never come out that's it I can't yeah. ever tell anybody wow and and I would like to think that girls schools aren't like that anymore <laughs> that's going back 15-ish years I guess not 15 not 15 all right about 12 years ago so hopefully things are slightly different now but yeah, yeah it was just grim it was a grim grim place to be God, to kind I'm of sorry like... I'm sorry what a hard time yeah, it was like a really grim place to grow up gay. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I had a hard time at school as well, but I think a lot of it, now that I look back, came from that. Because it's similar to you, mm-hmm. I knew when I was about 13, 14. And yeah. it wasn't a very welcoming environment. It was very much, this is who you need to be um, in order to thrive in school without people bitching about you, without people sort of judging yeah. you. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was such a small environment as well. Everyone knew everyone. Yes. So yeah, 100%. if you farted, the other class would know about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, 100%. Like, the, you know, the funny thing is, though, and I was having this conversation with some of my friends not that long ago, is that since we've all kind of left and we've all sort of gone about our lives, so many people have come out, mm. like so, so many people from our school. I mean, even in my little group of six friends, three of us have come out since leaving school. Yeah. So that's that's half. Like, I mean, and if that's the same in loads of other friendship groups as well, then yeah. which it, it either shows like, oh, how great is it that, you know, mm. being gay is more accepted now and none of us really care about talking about it. Or does it show yeah. like girls' schools are so toxic that people wait until they leave? I think schools in general, you know, being in school, it's just it is a hard time to come out. I mean, you're mm. only just accepting it yourself, plus you're surrounded by people that are so, well, yeah. kids that are so judgmental. Yeah, you know, that's how... Without yeah. even meaning to be so yeah. so mean about things or realising yeah. the impact of what they're saying yeah. or how they're acting, it, you know, the effect that it's going to have on people that are in the closet. You know, it's just a hard time to come out. I feel out. like going to school is just so hard anyway. Like, even if you weren't, even if you weren't gay, even if you had nothing about you that stood out from everybody else, mm. you're still going to get judged on something, right? Totally. There's, there's going to be some, someone yeah. will find something to. Kids, yeah. Kids are yeah. nasty yes. bastards. I mean, they? Yeah. <laughs> Other than being quote normal. Yeah, it's frowned upon, yeah. and you get get the piss taken out of you, don't you, for being any other anything other than yeah, how you're meant to be. Yeah. So I think like even if you fit in like a jigsaw, someone's gonna find something to make you feel shit about yourself anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you fit know, in you way too good in that jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's hard enough going to school and sort of figuring yourself out mm-hmm. if you've had an empowering realization about who yeah. you are whatever that might be absolutely own it and you might get a hard time but i think now people are a lot more open minded about things yeah. and if teachers and older kids and parents and anyone influential in a child's life can put that into their heads i feel like an environment such as school will be much healthier for kids that aren't that jigsaw piece yeah and that's going to be a really really powerful thing for a child I think yeah I love that our generation are now becoming the teachers yeah it's so weird that we have like peers who are teachers now it's so crazy but um (laughs) it's kind of nice in a way that people with the kind of more liberal modern outlook on things are going to be the 
for people who will be in those positions and will be able to be yeah. role models for kids that's it yeah so Rosie for all the kids that are going through this now or are in a similar position to what you went through what would you say to them like what advice would you give even give an advice to your pre-closeted self yeah I think the best advice is to just come out when you're ready come out when you're safe don't come out if it's going to put you in any difficult situation wait until you're completely comfortable with it yeah just like don't rush it because teenage life is just shit anyway yeah. Yeah. it all gets better after you leave school so yeah. it does all get better it does it does it's like it's so cheesy isn't it like oh it all gets better but it, it does like it genuinely <laughs> does you leave school you leave all of that pressure all of that influence you just become so much, or at least I just became so much more comfortable with myself so that's really nice to hear yeah just like don't rush it just figure it out slowly only come out yeah. when you're yeah. ready come out when you're safe yeah kids you heard it here from rosie <laughs> <laughs> okay rosie so you're passing on to your girlfriend lee hello hi so you're also telling your coming out story and we're waiting to hear that where does it start okay right so my coming out story starts very randomly honestly i've no idea how this came about but I was sitting in the bath and I vividly remember sitting in the bath not splish bashing about because I wasn't <laughs> that young I was probably about 12 or 13 and then I just went am I gay that's <laughs> <laughs> what a swift realization I literally have no idea that's it the end no I'm joking <laughs> Yeah. So I just knew that was it. So what would you say to kids going through um, your your story? I would tell them to maybe you know not sit in the bath for that long to start questioning. The bubbles getting to your head. I think they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was in the bath and I just questioned myself. Said, "Am I gay?" And then I went, "No, no, I'm not gay. I'm not one of those people. That's not me. No, I don't want to be that." Mm-hmm. And then every bath that I had, I then asked myself oh my the same God. question, you know, because I associated bath time with being gay. Yeah. Oh. Lee gets in a bath and she's triggered. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what goes on up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of internalised that for five years. Wow. And didn't have, well, as Rosie had, had all these boyfriends, inverted commas, <laughs> just to, you know, throw the scent off. I played football from when I was yeah. younger all the way up until I was 18 and left school. Mm-hmm. So that already came with, oh, she plays football, she's played it for so long, she's gay, she's got to be gay. Yeah. And I was forever being like, no, no, I'm not, stop it. <laughs> no, no. So then I never really, well, I kind of did, you know, when you have a friend, yeah. a best oh, friend, the, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, best friend, this, yeah. The designated straight best friend, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I had one of those, but then I was still like, no, not gay not gay I like boys and then I moved away for work I moved to Kent and then I was like you know what nobody knows me I'm gonna try this version of me yeah yeah I like girls yeah and then I got my first girlfriend oh. fab whirlwind you know nah no Rosie Rosie's like nah <laughs> not the one nah. don't, don't want to talk about it <laughs> so because I was living away from home my parents didn't know and you'd always get the text and the phone calls being like so have you got yourself a nice boyfriend mm, yawn uh, <laughs> and then I, I didn't have the guts to say no but I have a girlfriend so I was just kind of like no there's nobody that tickles my fancy here you know I don't want to shit where you eat la-di-da yeah. and then it came to Christmas time and Ooh. 
family you got time. sent home. Yeah. Right. And I worked for Kingswood and they shut down during Christmas. So I came home and my girlfriend at the time for a Christmas present, she bought a hotel near where I live because she wanted to see my hometown. See your hometown. I think she wanted to see something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> There's no need trying to be polite when Rosie said that she was exchanging all kinds of bodily fluids yeah. at the beginning of the episode. Like we passed that. We've so crossed that line. That's gone. Um, so she came down, and then I was like, "Oh my god, that means I have to tell my parents." I have to tell my parents. Oh, God. Shit, I have to tell my parents. So then I kind of resented her for making me make that decision because she was always trying to push me to tell my parents because she wanted me to be out. Mm. I was like, no, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. So then I came home and had Christmas Day, had Boxing Day, and then she went to the hotel on the 27th. So she was at the hotel. I was like, I still haven't told my parents. I still haven't told my parents. What do I do? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I say, right, I'm just popping out. I go to the hotel and she's like, so did you tell them? I'm like, no, no. And they, I I don't know what to do. So I wrote them a letter. Yeah. I drove home. I went upstairs. They were getting ready to go out for the night. I think my dad was in the bathroom. Mum was in her bedroom. So I went, mum, I have something to tell you, but I don't want to tell you. So I've written it down and you you can't open it until I leave the house. Okay, you can't open it until I leave. So I literally threw it across the room Yeet. so she had to scramble <laughs> to it and then ran out of the house got in my car and drove off and I was like oh yeah. god the anxiety Fuck, yeah. is too much I drive around the corner and just park up because I'm literally mm-hmm. shaking like a shitting dog shitting dog yeah <laughs> I was thinking leaf but that'll work <laughs> so then I park up and then I get a text from my dad saying I can't remember what it said but it was something like we'll always love you yeah have oh. a good time oh hey yes dad (laughs) (laughs) and then mum said something of the same and I was like oh cool well that was easy Mm -hmm. brilliant but then fast forward a couple of days and I go home and we always go for a family panto at Christmas time with extended family the tension is unreal I'm like oh my god maybe they didn't take it that well so then we go to this pantomime my mum doesn't say a thing to me the whole day. Oh, no. And I'm sitting next to her watching this panther like, ha, ha, ha. And then I'm like, oh, God, this is so awkward. Oh, God. And then we get home and they're like, hey, I think we need to have a chat. The dreaded words you never oh, want to hear God. from a parent. <laughs> God, it's like you almost shit yourself. Like you literally almost shit yourself when you hear them words. Yeah, like a shitting dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So they sit me down in the living room. They're very far away in the dining room. So there's this massive space between us. And I'm like, this just makes it worse. Oh, God. I can't really remember because I've just blocked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, Dad was like, okay with it. Because obviously it means I'm not going to have a man <laughs> or a husband. Because dads don't like that, do they? <laughs> so he doesn't need to be the protective dad or whatever. Uh-huh. Looking back at it now... I understand why my mum was upset because mm. she thinks that I lied to her. She thinks that I broke the trust, which I obviously didn't. Mm. And I don't see it like that. I just saw it that, you know, I wasn't even comfortable with it myself. So I, yeah. I wasn't ever going to tell anybody else because you have to mm. accept it yourself first. Completely, yeah. And she was like, it's kind of 
made our relationship rocky and that really upset me and I didn't understand why at the time but now looking back I'm like I do understand why she wanted me to talk to her but it's not that I didn't want to it's that I literally couldn't Mm. because I wasn't accepting of myself yeah you know yeah so it was it was a bit rough for a while but we're absolutely fine now she calls us big fat dykes and me that sounds like my mum I get that from from (laughs) camp's mum we walk in and she's like you're right you big fat dyke yeah yeah it's nice that she jokes though because I don't know about you but to me it felt like the joke is comfort and acceptance and it means it's like their sort of language of saying welcome that's how it feels for me anyway yeah yeah, I get welcomed Definitely. in with mm-hmm. um, Sophie Leza because there's another Sophie that she knows, so I'm called Sophie Leza, Sophie L. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so that's all fine now. Brilliant relationship with my mum. All of the family know, all of the family love you. Nice. But when you when Rosie said that it gets easier with every person, I kind I don't really feel like that. I feel like it gets harder because okay. not that it's harder to come out. It's just frustrating because you're still having to come out like seven years on yeah Mm -hmm. um so it's not that it's hard it's just that I shouldn't have to be doing this every single time Mm -hmm. but then there's the worry of like oh are they going to treat me differently is it against their beliefs yeah Yeah. am I not going to be safe but yeah it's awful that we have to worry about our safety you know that's so fucked yeah definitely yeah absolutely yeah I mean, I work in like a very male dominated job, literally on sites when there's not one single female and that, you know, they ask like, oh yeah, so have you got a boyfriend? Stuff like that. I'm literally scared to to say, you know, oh no, actually I've got a girlfriend Mm -hmm. or actually I'm gay because these are big men on a building site. I'm thinking, fucking hell, what if if they do find it so disgusting or if they're horrible Mm -hmm. or if they're, you know, something goes around and, Mm -hmm. and they're all you know talking about it it's just it is scary it's nerve-wracking yeah. in it so no one knew on that but yeah is, you know yeah. you have us yeah. always got to come out haven't you yeah always it never stops i don't think it ever will stop will it yeah nope. so lee did you have like the conversation with your mom and explain i know the way she, you know she felt betrayed did you have that conversation and did you tell her what what you wanted her to hear i don't think we have ever had that conversation i think the closest we got to it was when we went on, on holiday to prague and then a lot of alcohol. Yeah. More fluids. <laughs> I've never said to her the reason why I didn't tell you was because I was an exception of myself. Mm-hmm. But I think she understands it more now because mm-hmm. she hears of the stories that we have to go through if we go into London for the day. Yeah. No, but you know when the Black Lives Matter protests were going mm-hmm. on and you're hearing all these stories about how black people were being treated and then we were just having a conversation at dinner table and she's like but you two don't get treated like that do you and we were like yeah Mm. like it's it's normal for us we know how to deal with people who don't accept us or who are kind of intimidating or you're just walking down the street and you're holding hands and then this man walks past and is like oh he's sexy want a free some give us a snog how is that but it's just that kind of I don't know what we're trying to say it sucks that like we're expecting that yeah yeah by all means not everyone is like that not every guy is like that but the few that behave like that have set sort of a bar you know when we are out in public places especially when you when we're holding hands with, with our girlfriends unfortunately they've set that sort of bar that 
anyone could potentially behave like that towards us mm-hmm. and it's scary. But you do have to have your wits about you, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, go on. You, what happened in... You tell us a story. With okay. So we've never had the conversation of why I didn't tell her, but I think she has put puzzle pieces together and has realised why I didn't tell her, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's easy often when people don't react in a what would feel like an opening accepting comforting way straight away it's easy to jump to Mm -hmm. the conclusion that they don't like you that they hate you that they see you differently and I think a lot of that stems from the way we feel about ourselves but I think it's Mm -hmm. important especially listening to your story as well you know we talked about how they want our parents often imagine a certain life for us you know marrying a lovely man and having kids and stuff I think for a lot of times the reason they want that is for our best interests at heart and I know with my mum when I came out she was mainly worried about how I would get treated and for a long time I didn't know that you know I didn't see it that way I thought she didn't like it and she wasn't comfortable with it and she was upset and that but really it was just because she was worried about my safety and my well-being and my life as a lesbian and I think when I listened to what you were saying about you know the perspective that your mum had on it it's important to take things like that into account like it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy but when people react badly it's not necessarily a case of them hating you it's just their understanding of it is not warped do you know what I'm trying to say yeah well it's more issues of themselves yeah isn't it so like you say she felt betrayed Gabs your mum felt worried for the life that you're gonna have Mm -hmm. so it wasn't necessarily that they didn't accept you yeah it's more worrying or just issues and them needing time to process just because of the belief systems that they've been brought up on the way that they have been brought up Mm -hmm. i follow i agree absolutely Mm. yeah i do think it would have been good to have had that conversation you know to say Mm. to tell her why i didn't tell her sooner Mm -hmm. and for her to tell me why she felt that way but yeah it's easier to run away from it than to talk about it sometimes yeah literally literally yeah. <laughs> yeah communication is key but sometimes it is hard sometimes it's the scariest thing to do and actually yeah. i'm i'd rather just go and sit in a bath and run away from it like <laughs> so lee what would you say to someone that's going through a similar kind of thing to what you you went through um i think i'd say just to stop being so hard on yourself stop um trying to be somebody you're not and just accept yourself as best as you can mm-hmm really oh that's beautiful that's that's poetic wasn't it when's the book coming out well thanks girls thanks for coming on and sharing your stories i know it's hard sometimes for people to to share the stories but you know it does make a difference to some people out there i think so thank you very much it's been a pleasure to listen to you're very welcome thank you very much for having us on it's been great and hope we can be a role model for a little girl in a bath at 12 questioning there oh yes or in a private school yes a private or girls school i'm sure you will i'm sure you will and at least we can hopefully make some people laugh yeah (laughs) with some uh, bodily fluids (laughs) and shitting dogs yeah Yeah. all right thanks girls thank you so much girls it's been a pleasure thank you very much how about that gabs and the bath she soaked for too long there's something in the water (laughs) 
instead of getting wrinkles on her fingers, she got rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> rainbows appeared in the bubbles. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, when oh, you I get see. wrinkly fingers when oh, you're in the bath yeah. for too long. Do you know why that is? No. It's an adaptation. Oh, to, yeah. To, like, if you're in the water, so you can grip things. So, really, what you're saying is that we should be mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that she didn't turn, grow a tail when she was in the bath for too long. Yeah. Cleo, no, <laughs> the condensation, Cleo. <laughs> well, thanks for Rosie and Lee for coming on the podcast to share both of their stories. It was really nice to hear. It was. It was really, really entertaining stories. A mix of some laughs and um, some proper real good messages in there. Yeah, and you'll get some laughs if you hit up their TikTok too. Absolutely. At Rosie and Lee on TikTok. Get them to 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, join us next week as we are talking to Alan. Alan is... 61 which is cool because we kind of get a insight into what it was like when he was coming out when was it like it, it was like late 70s early 80s. early 80s yeah so that should be a good one join us then for the new episode we look forward to sharing it with you yes <laughs> it's your girl scarlet marmite and nutritional boost <laughs> Did you just burp? No, no, it was it. I don't know what it was in my throat there. <laughs> it was the beast coming out. Yes. <laughs> it was the inner beast. <laughs> See ya, love. Ta-ra, love. Bye. Bye. Bye.